Welcome to the School Life Podcast. I'm James Meston. And I'm Michaela Howard-Jones. Now, this is our final episode of four here at Sacred Heart. And I have to say, it's been really amazing to be here again now that I'm an old scholar of Sacred Heart. I've been really lucky and having to get the opportunity to come back to where I went to school, but to get more of a Borders perspective, which is so similar in so many ways, because, of course, we experience the same school community, but so incredibly different at the same time. Absolutely. And all of the students that we have met have spoken a lot about the things they value most here at Sacred Heart. And one of the common things is the family spirit, which is so prominent in the boarding house, particularly. But to zoom out and get a broader view of the community here, we sat down with a very old friend of mine. Caitlin Brown. Hello. What's your official title here, dude? Uh, Coordinator of Girls Boarding. Okay. Yeah. How's it going? Pretty good. How are things? Like, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, we've had um, all the guys in. Olivia, Emma, Abby and Maya have been in here. These are mm-hmm. your guys. They're yeah. here all the time. Yeah. Cohorts at the moment, they're, they're, they're good? They're doing well? Um, I think it has been a huge challenge. And individually, kids have struggled um, more so than what they normally would have, which I think is drastically because of all things COVID. Mm. Um, Boarding's been very different this year, but everybody's smiling, everybody's rallying around each other and we're getting through it. What's been the biggest challenges that you've had to get through yourself in in your role? Um, Supporting the kids who are struggling, that's been the most difficult when you see them hurting um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that may be, that's really, really hard to see them like struggling through those challenges so supporting them has been tough but really lucky to work with such an awesome team of women and have so many supports from the college to be able to take care of them and see them through i mean you've been here for a number of years now you've been doing this so how many years you've been here six or seven so if, if you were to look at kind of like all of the years that have happened, I mean, I'm sure that with every year, there's a lot of sameness. There's a lot of things that you do. Okay, it's February, it's March, oh, it's whatever. It's term four, week three, oh, this is going to happen. Exactly. Yep. So yep. there's a lot of that stuff happening. And essentially, you just kind of roll around and you mm. get a chance to wheel out the same sort of things yep. in the same way. Yep. This year, of course, being so different. None of that has happened. From an, like a total like hands and feet perspective and mm-hmm. on the ground perspective what are the actual things you've had to do physically that have really stuck out to you as being really different um and i mean and how much do you really need to think on your feet with that stuff mm. well being a supervisor is just like having a really big house of lots of children or teenagers mm. so everything that you would do in your own home if you had teenagers it's just amplified by 60 because that's how many girls live in the household um but with boarding because it is communal living and they're going to school every day and then they come home um and with all of the covid stuff there were so many restrictions that were put around what we can and can't do and where they can go and so you know you might have like a particular routine in your own home we have that here and that was all flipped around so it was almost like a different set of parents coming in and saying actually this is how we're gonna run our household now and all of the girls had to it was madness yeah and what were the from your point of view like seeing the way that the they were reacting to all of that stuff Mm. like what were the things that they were really having the most trouble with that you could see not seeing their families so you've got kids from just across the border that haven't seen their parents in months yeah Um, You've got kids who couldn't actually get home. It's too expensive from, you know, the EP or from the York Peninsula. Um, That was really, really hard because family is so important to all of them. 
um, not being able to go anywhere. There was a period of time where the boarding house was almost in lockdown. Um, like they could go to school, could go to the local shops, but that was kind of it. Like that was really, really tough. Um, and being disconnected from the school community was really hard when they weren't able to be here. So yeah. it's been pretty tough, but their resilience and their commitment to their schooling and to the community and staying positive is overwhelmingly beautiful. Like they're just stunning and they just keep going. I, I see you talk about these guys and like clearly you, you're emotionally invested in it. You're invo emotionally invested in them. And to be emotionally, like you say, with a, like a house of teenagers amplified to like 60 or whatever, mm -hmm. to be emotionally invested in, in a group of that many, as well as having to maintain like like real professionalism and that you've sort of have duty of care over them and make sure that the boarding house runs. There must be a lot of push and pull for you personally. Um at what moments and at what junctures is that most pronounced for you? Um, when something really awesome happens for them in their world, like when they succeed or they're really, really happy about something, it's just that is the best feeling. Yeah. Just, that's just really, really awesome. The most difficult one is when they're hurting, when they're sad or upset or they can't work through a challenge. Whatever. That's really, really tough and that's when – your relationship with them really comes to the forefront and yeah. how connected you are with them. And that's just boarding, I think. I don't know what it's like at other schools, but certainly here relationship comes first. Yeah. And if you don't have a healthy, solid one that's able to work through the ups and downs, um, yeah, it would make it very, very difficult. So, so. it's clearly something that here you guys take really seriously. Yeah, A real one. commitment to that. Because, yeah. I mean, from what you're saying then, that uh, commitment at the front end, yeah. when you actually get to those moments where there is a lot of challenge, you know mm. you've kind of like, you've laid the groundwork for a really good relationship to work through that stuff at the other, at the other yeah. side. Honest, open, authentic relationship. I don't think you could live here and not be willing to buy into that. So, Michaela, like you having been a student here through your secondary years as well, like yes. we've been in here today having a chat with all these guys, these boarders. How much of this has come as a as a surprise to you, the sort of things they've said, the sort of experiences they had? Does some of that sit kind of like you had an expectation of what you thought boarding here was like that's changed at all? I think personally I was actually really um, lucky and unlike a lot of other day students because – Obviously, the, the boarding house here is huge, but, it, you know, the day students still severely outweigh the amount of boarders that are here. So I really luckily had a, a different perspective in that my best friend in year 12 was a boarder here. Um, and so through my relationship with her, I did get to um, see bridge the gap between what it was like to board at Sacred Heart and what it was like to be a day student. Mm -hmm. Because whether you're a day student or a boarder at Sacred Heart, it's there's this incredible feeling of school pride like it's everywhere that you go um and and uh, and to come in today and to hear all of those stories it really takes me back to when I you know had first become started to become friends with my friend Sophie it was to a lot of people a really unlikely friendship mm -hmm. um and and we clicked really well and and she shared with me all of her experiences in what it was like and that these girls who I sort of saw in a way as as something very different and distant, um, how it was 
not dissimilar at all to my own life, how she really had these incredible bonds. And so coming in today and and hearing how all of these um, boarders have really been coping with the differences of this year, I can I can completely understand how important it must be to these to these girls and boys to have those relationships with each other and how much they really um, like you said like they must have been so distant from their families to be able to rely on each other and to turn to each other when when they really need it mm. and I think like um, like when I hear you talk about that from kind of like an outsider's perspective it demonstrates how much the current borders have really missed what it was like before COVID, before the fires, before any of that type of stuff. And um, and it, it fills me with joy that, you know, there are people that just love being here and it makes me a bit sad that so many kids haven't had that this year. But, mm. yeah, it's a great place to be. Do you feel like um, at this point in the year, what what is it, we're term three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a... a a bit of a shift happening like do you feel like at this point of the year we're sort of coming out of the struggles or do you feel like it's going to really resonate all the way through to the end of the year yeah it will they've built um a sense of resilience towards those challenges so what they found really difficult to manage in term two is like a piece of cake now but i think the the ongoing effects and the impacts of this year will Go through right until the end of the year and probably in future years as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were a student here. Yes. You were. A while ago. <laughs> a, well, a, a while ago in a sense of you going, you were a student here a while ago. Um, you, When you left here, you started working for Catholic Ed, which is where I met you, which yes. was about eight or nine years ago Something now. We like worked that. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it, sitting across from here, it, it reminds me very much because we're sitting across the table from where our desks were set up in the youth office. It was an excellent office. It was good fun, yeah. good yeah. fun. So no one else can do good Irish accents like you can. No, no, uh, they cannot. I no, know, not at all. all <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, that was always fun. <laughs> it used to drive everyone nuts when we started doing well. that. <laughs> anyway, like um, for you though to come back here. I mean, to, to, to go to school somewhere and then to go back and work there. Whenever you hear the stories of people who do that, it's because being at that school left a, a connection, a mark on them that uh, is something that they held very dear and uh, that, that meant a lot to them. Mm. What do you think it is about Sacred Heart in your life that has made the biggest impression? Like for you, having been to school here and now working here, how do you think your life would have been different had you not been a student here at Sacred Heart and now working here? And had that additional experience of, of experiencing it as an adult. I've never thought about that before. Um, I think ultimately it's the people that you meet along the way and that there's this common thread of um, being really passionate about where you go. And I think that comes down to um, a love of the community. You come here and you feel, well, I work in the boarding house, so I come home and I'm working but I feel like I'm at home it's no different but I think ultimately it's the people um, and the experiences that you share with them Mm. with the students that you share you know their boarding journey or if you're in the classroom with them as teachers like there's just this yeah it's the people and it's quite a special thing because I think like every school that you go to or every workplace there's always people but um, yeah I think the the Maris charism 
really is a driving factor in the way that people engage with their schooling and their workplace and understanding those. Um, in what way? I think oh, I've done a few immersions overseas to other Marist communities and it's the same. It's no different to being here. And I think if you went to any other Marist school around the nation, it would be the same. It's a place of welcome, a place of acceptance, a place of support um, and a place of celebration. Like when things are going really, really good, we all get around each other, which is awesome. And then when things are really hard, the support and the care factor is huge. It's mm. massive and it can be over the little things or the really, really big things. Um, but I think that all comes back down to the people and the way that and, you engage with the place. And I guess that in a boarding house where you're all together, and I've heard the word home been used multiple times. You've mm. said it and a whole bunch of the students have said it as well mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in an environment where everyone does have to kind of come home together. Mm. Um, all of those characteristics that you were talking about that you've just mentioned – they would all be amplified, I imagine. Yeah. You, you know, some people probably think like about boarding as, I don't know, maybe perhaps it's an old school um, outlook, but it's not a place where you want to spend time. Like you're mm -hmm. sent off to boarding school. You have to go to school here because it's better for your blood. You're going to better for your education. You're going to go further. You meet all these people, have all these opportunities. Yeah. And all of that is so, so, so true. But I think certainly recently here at Sacred Heart, things have transitioned from it being a house to being a place where the girls and the boys can come home to. It's not um, it's not a volatile place. It's not a place that people are scared of. It's like a, a retreat amongst a really, really busy school life and a busy community. This has been the last episode for 2020 here at Sacred Heart College. It's been an amazing four episodes and this one really is just the tip of the iceberg, albeit an awesome tip of an amazing iceberg. So if you haven't heard the first three episodes, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. We'll put the link in the show notes too. This School Life podcast was produced by Michaela Howard-Jones and me, James Meston, for ArchD Radio and Podcasting. For full music credits for this episode, check the show notes as well. Be sure to connect with ArchD Radio and Podcasting on Facebook and Instagram for photos, news, links to all our other podcasts and behind-the-scenes stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a different School Life story. Mm -hmm.